direct from Music City. This is live from Nashville. friend, my friend, the more I reject it, the more that it kicks in, just enough to keep me on my toes, I say come on time, I've beat you before, come on time, what have you got for me this time? I'll take your words of wisdom and I'll try to make them right. Hey, it's just me and you again. Come on, time. Right. You're not fooling me. You're something I can't kill. Why did you leave these lines on my face? You sure have put me in my place. Come on time. Come on time. It looks like you're winning the race. Time, you're not fooling me. You're something I can't kill. you pass me by why did you leave these lines on my face you sure have put me in my place come on time come on time it looks like you're winning the race come on time come on time Looks like you're winning the race. Well, good Tuesday morning from sunny Nashville, Tennessee. It almost feels like spring today after going through sub-zero temperatures a couple of weeks ago and eight inches of snow here at our place. But welcome to the show. That's Willie Nelson. Come on time. And I can't decide where this time is going. We're already into February of 2024, if you can believe it. And time is just flying by. But we have a phenomenal show today, and it is going to fly by today as well because we have some great guests. We have two award-winning singer-songwriters joining us today on Live from Nashville. First of all, we'll be joined by Mickey Furman, and then in the second part of the show, Mr. Dan McCorson will be joining us for the premiere of As Time Goes By, an American songbook, a new album that Dan has out. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Mickey Furman. It's one called Somewhere Over You, 
We'll be back in just a moment on Live from Nashville. is a Louisiana-bred young lady who has played on the stages of the Louisiana Hayride, the Grand Ole Opry, Western Music Association, and the Wrangler Awards in Oklahoma City. In addition to that, she's recorded for MCA and Word Records. She has sung gospel, country, and now Western. Please welcome to the show the multi-talented singer-songwriter, Miss Mickey Furman. Hey, Mickey. Hello, Gary. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. I am doing fine. You have just kind of been around the world with your music, starting well, out at well, age yeah. seven. Yeah. I've been on the world started for a while. <laughs> I've been on this world for a while. I have. 
you know, it's funny. Well, tell yeah, us a little song... bit about your yeah. Tell us about your musical journey. Okay. Well, actually, uh, that song "Somewhere Over You" was from an album I did about 2005 called "Back Porch Torch," and it was really a tribute to my my Louisiana upbringing. I I started out as a teenager singing and and really all of the components of many genres were in my voice back then I, when I was doing shows uh, I did country I did some soul music I did Christian music uh, I wrote some western songs when I was a teenager and so I was kind of doing all of that in bits and over the years I've had the opportunity to sort of visit each of those genres and I did a couple of Christian albums early on. Um, I had a string of country singles, country pop, I would say, on MCA. Yeah. And then um, Back Porch Torch was more soul-oriented. And I kind of circled back around to this Western stuff, and I'm really loving that, too. Oh, wow, wow. Well, who were your influences, Mickey, as you were a, a young performer getting started? Oh, boy. They were all over the place. I, I was listening while all the other kids were walking around with their Christmas transistor radios listening to uh, rock music. I discovered R&B and soul music. So I was probably picking apart Gladys Knight's voice. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I loved Karen Carpenter, of course, and, and Anne Murray. Uh, but uh, Sarah Vaughn was a big influence, a jazz singer that I did not discover until I was until I was a little older, but uh, I, I just love well-modulated voices, and I've just, uh, you know, it's something to shoot for anyway, whether I ever get there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a, well, you just, know, as I just I love was, a good singer. Yeah, well, you know, and I'm glad you said that, because as I was listening to uh, music from Back Porch Torch and music from Westbound, uh, I, I kind of got to thinking – we really shouldn't pigeonhole ourselves in a particular genre. I mean, you have a great voice. You can sing anything that you well, want to. You. And uh, you. this this Back Porch Torch, I just heard it for the first time the other day, and I thought, man, this has got some great music on there. Well, thank you very much. A lot of that was co-written uh, with uh, a guy I wrote for a long time with named Michael Garvin. He He's very respected in Nashville as a songwriter. And then um, actually that song, Somewhere Over You, uh, was a, an unusual song that I wrote by myself at that time. But now I almost entirely write alone uh, with few exceptions. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're focusing more now on the Western genre in your writing? I am. I am, but I, but as you can tell... You know, it's not always straight down the middle of the road of the Western music everyone else is doing, because I do have these other influences. I will I will wrap in a little bluegrassy thing like uh, Runaway Heart or something a little jazzier like Calling You or you know I I still I stay on the same highway, but I love going over here and picking a flower from that side and one from the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Calling You because that is the next song that I've got to play for our audience around the world. And this is from the album Westbound. We're going to listen to that and come back and talk more with Mickey Furman today on Live 
from Nashville. song, Mickey, you just wouldn't think Western at all, would you? Well, actually, it came from a movie. It was a theme song from a late 80s movie called Baghdad Cafe. 
that I would call a contemporary Western. It was set in the Mojave Desert uh, in a little cafe, and, and a lot of the imagery is in that song, the dusty roads and and the, the dry wind. And it's just a really cool sleeper of a movie. And I when I heard, heard that theme, it just got in my bones, and I just uh, I knew someday that I would have to sing it. Well, it is a fantastic and, uh, song, and you did a beautiful Bob, job. Bob Telson. Bob Telson wrote that from New York. And the original was recorded by Javetta Steele, who was actually a background singer mostly, but uh, this was probably her only hit. Only hit. It was nominated for an Academy Award for a Best Original Song. Did not win. Oh but wow! It was nominated. Wow! 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 Well, it is a it is a great song, and again, it's from the album Westbound. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about Westbound. Well, let's talk about Westbound right now. Westbound okay. was nominated and awarded Album of the Year with the Western with the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Awards last year. And what was that like for you to know that you had won a Wrangler Award? Oh goodness. I never dreamed of anything like that. I had not made a record in oh fifteen, sixteen years. I thought I was finished. But these uh, <laughs> these Western songs just kept coming to me, and I, I thought, I, well, you know, why not? I'll just get together with some of my favorite musicians, and we're just going to do this and, and have fun and do the best job we can do and release the album in 22 without much of a any any plan or or dream, really. I just wanted to get it out there. And, you know, we, we finished a year later with four IWMA nominations, uh, the the Wrangler win, and there were two songs recognized by Western Writers of America Spur Awards. So it just, uh, I'm still kind of figuring out, oh gosh, now what? <laughs> <laughs> how do but, I follow uh, that one was, up? Yeah, it was really a labor, a labor of love. That whole Western album, was there was just a lot of love in those tracks. Well, it's it's a great album, and uh, and I will remind you that I had had uh, announced earlier in the year that that would be the album of the year with Western music. You so, did. So you were West, Nostradamus, and and with you the Wranglers. Did. That's right. That's right. So for folks that are not familiar with the Wrangler that. Awards, I did tell you that. For folks that are not familiar with the Wrangler Awards, that's uh, uh, awards that are made to people that have contributed to the Western lifestyle and Western music, and Western art, and literature. And uh, I know the year before that, when I was there, it was uh, Kurt Russell won an award there, and Mm -hmm. Taylor Sheridan, who has done the Yellowstone and and 1883 and some of the other television shows. Well, you're you're right. Being there in the National Cowboy Museum and Hall of Fame was just... That alone was, I never dreamed of being on that stage at all. I had seen that beautiful stage and, and that beautiful show and never never thought I would be up there. And to look out and see, you know, movie stars and, and, and Western artists that I've known of since I was a child and some that I learned about later that I really admired. And it, it, was, it was like the Oscars of Western music for me, <laughs> Western well, everything. It's, it's... Western everything. It's a pretty cool deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, and my wife, by the way, Mary Kay, is not well today, and that's why she is not on the air co-hosting with 
Kay, but Mary Kay has been a presenter. She's a two-time Wrangler Award winner herself. Yes, she is. And uh, has been a presenter. I think this will be her fourth or fifth year coming up in April. So we look forward to seeing everybody in Oklahoma City there uh, in, in mid-April. But that's going to be a lot of fun. I want to get to another song from Westbound. And this is Stories That the Rocks Tell. Tell us about this song. This is a newer song. I wrote this maybe a a year or two before I did the album. And uh, it was, you know, I love to travel and go to historic sites. The older, the the uh, the longer the history that lives in that place, the better. And probably the the seed for this song was planted when I was on Scott's Bluff in Nebraska, and uh, which is considered a, a sacred site to Native Americans. And uh, and I literally, while I was standing up there, heard the sounds of a Native American song, and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. I was surrounded by rocks. <laughs> And I looked down <laughs> in the valley, and there was and there was a powwow going on. So it's just really? uh, kind of strange how that happened. Yeah, and just uh, I just happened to be there at the time that was going on, and it was drifting up on the wind. The song was, so wow. uh, yeah, I had it was pretty cool. So a lot of that imagery found its way into into the song. Well, let's listen to it's stories that the rocks tell. I love this song. This is one of my favorite songs on the album, by the way. Thank you. So let's take a Thank listen you. to that. We'll be back and talk more with Mickey Furman in just a moment on Live from Nashville. <laughs> Come on. 
Well, we'll have to have you back on the Campfire Cafe for that. So that's going to be right. a lot of fun. But, a lot of but fun. Gary, I guess I'm not done. I guess I'm not done, am I? <laughs> no, you're not finished. You're just getting started, young lady. You're starting I this. I don't know, fourth career or something. I'm not sure what this is. Well, you know, there's great there's a great freedom in having raised your family and kind of taking care of a lot of the things that you needed to. And, you know, it's just it's kind of cool to, to go back and go, well, who was I before all that? And, uh, <laughs> and rediscover uh, those, those things. Well, it is exciting. And, and uh, uh you know, Mary Kay is kind of enjoying a, a new life as well here in Nashville. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's kind of a nice thing to know that we're not finished. We can always start something else and, and an exciting time in our lives. So that's pretty, pretty cool. So Westbound is available right now as well as Back Porch Torch. So how can people get music from that, from those things? Hi. I think uh, I'm pretty sure that Back Porch Torch is available on Amazon as a download. Uh, Westbound, of course, is on all all the platforms. And you can also go to my website if you'd like a physical CD of that one. And that's MickeyFermanMusic.com. M-I-C-K-I-F-U-H-R-M-A-N Music.com. All right. Thank all right. you for We're the plug. Appreciate it. Well, you're welcome. We're, you're welcome. <laughs> The great album, this Back Porch Torch, I just absolutely love it. I want to get to another song from that real quickly. And this is called I Lost Everything. Tell us about this song real quick. I Lost Everything was a song that I, I wrote the chorus and I had a melody and I got together with a, a really great lyricist in Nashville named Don Frimmer. And I'd never had a session like this before. Usually even with a pure lyricist like that, you're bouncing the ideas back and forth. But he listened to me play that chorus and the melody, and he, he grabbed a, a yellow legal pad and said, okay. And he went over in the corner, and I'd hear him kind of mumbling and scribbling. And every now and then he'd say, play it again, play the melody again. So I was just over there doing that part, and then he came out and had all of the missing lyrics, and, and it just was an unusual oh, wow. but cool writing experience. This is one of my favorites. Wow. Probably one of my favorite things I've written. Well, I like it. It's called I Lost Everything. Mickey Furman will be back on Live from Nashville. Still 
everything. Mickey Furman. It is from Back Porch Torch. How'd you come up with the title? The title for that album, by the way, going back to two thousand. Back Porch Torch. Well, the when I grew up in North Louisiana, we would often have these Sunday dinners, and all the you know my uncle would come down with his guitar, and and we had friends who'd come over with mandolins and and sit on literally sit on the back porch and make music for a few yeah. hours, and uh, yeah. that was a pretty so, common occurrence. Well, it needs to happen I more often. I, I, yes, I know. I love it. And the the cover of the album is actually it's actually a front porch, not a back porch, of what was my grandmother's house down in Louisiana, which I now own, and and uh, I go down there to to hide out and write. But sadly, uh, sadly, some of the people that are in the picture uh, on the cover of my parents and my uncle are not with us anymore. So it's uh, it's very bittersweet to hear these songs yeah. and remember how excited they were about it. Well, it is a great album again. You know, and again, Mickey, good music, great voices don't belong in a box. They don't belong in a particular genre, I don't think. But the thing is, this music is 19 years old now, and uh, it's it's just as good now as it was in 2005. And, uh, well, I great, appreciate that. I, I I challenge myself when I write a song to make to to write one that sounds like it was written a hundred years ago and could sound relevant a hundred years from now. Well, it does. It is a great great album. So again, it's MickeyFermanMusic.com. That's M-I-C-K-I-U-H-R-M-A-N Music.com. And uh, you can order albums and music there. Follow her tour. See where she is individually as an artist and as well as uh, Gone with the West. And uh, you've just been great to have on the show today. I so appreciate it. I've had a great time talking to you. Thank you so much. Well, we look forward to it. We're going to take a listen to Making the Break. Tell us about this song real quick before you go. Oh, my goodness. My heart was just all broken into little pieces when I wrote this song. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually write a song about how I'm actually feeling at the at the moment, but I did this time, and enough said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Mickey, thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry your heart was broken, but I'm glad you wrote the song. So this is great. This song is me me crying in tune. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is Making the Break. Mickey Furman. We'll be back in just a moment. Thanks, Mickey. Bye-bye.
be no, you'd be so nice to come home to. I don't know why I'm having trouble with that, Dan. I am. You'd be so nice to come home to Dan McCorson. And Dan is a multi-award-winning singer-songwriter, originally from Denver, Colorado. And we're going to talk a little bit about his background. But right now, we're going to welcome Dan McCorson to the show. Hey, Dan. Hey, so glad to be with you, Gary. Well, glad to be with you. Glad to be with you. So this is totally different for you. This album is totally different as time goes by in American Songbook. So we know you from the Western music world, and I was just reading through your bio, and it was kind of an interesting thing because uh, it talks about the fact that you grew up with folk music and, uh, and then moved out to the East and had an experience with Americana and bluegrass type music. And then uh, your first band was called Dusty Drapes and the Dusters. So I got to pause. Yeah. Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a great band with kind of a strange name. <laughs> we uh, we were actually uh, <laughs> we were we were uh, rehearsing. In, I was living in a hundred year old schoolhouse in the mountains of Colorado outside of Boulder when we were oh, putting wow. that band together. Yeah. With no heat in the winter time. Mm. It was pretty crazy. And uh uh but but that uh I mean it had a big pot belly stove and I would fire that thing up and, and the band would come up and that's where we rehearsed. And but um <laughs> fell on the band named Rick Schmidt and Rick uh as uh, we're still good friends. He's an incredible steel guitar player and, and an electric guitar player. But back then he we he had never played steel. We the band got together and bought him a steel guitar, and he started learning it. But we and we were practicing up in this old schoolhouse, and his father was a magician, uh, and oh wow, kind of retired I think at that point maybe from it. But he was a professional magician, and he had this big beautiful uh, stage curtain that they they he had no place to store. And so we brought it up to the schoolhouse and hung it up on the wall there. And I think that's where Dusty Drake came from. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just had to ask. That name is uh, – it's quite the name. That's, what year was yeah. that, Dan? Uh, that was 19 – about 1970. Okay. About 1970. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we had some so we interesting played, uh, names we back then. The, yeah, we – yeah, we uh, Dusty, the the leader of the band, Steve Swenson, he took on the persona. He became Dusty Drapes, and uh, oh, wow. and the rest of he gave the rest of the band. Everybody had a nickname, and uh, mine oh, was wow. Waylon Telly because I played a Telecaster. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, wow. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk just a little bit about how the album. As time goes by, an American songbook. How did that come about? Because you know, in the, the last few years, it's been Western music. So this is not Western music. No, not at all. And, and really, I mean, my whole my whole music uh, career has been, uh, you know, country, country rock, country, country rock, and and Western music. And uh, uh, but while we were while we were all locked down with COVID, I started uh, trying to learn. Um, some jazz chords and stuff, just kind of for fun. And um, 
uh, that song, as time goes by, got in my head and it would not let go. I kept thinking about that song because I thought, what a great, what a great thing it says about how certain things are just timeless and universal. I think that song might have been written during World War II when there was so much chaos and stuff going on, but a, a kiss is still a kiss. A sigh is still yeah. a sigh. is just a sigh. And um, I thought, man, that's, you know, with all all that we were going through with the crazy lockdowns and all that, that uh, I thought, you know, a kiss is still a kiss. A sigh is just a sigh. And that, that song just got in my head. It would not let go. And so I sat down and learned it, which uh, was a bit of a challenge for me. These, these songs have a whole new chord uh, lexicon that I right, have not right. been familiar with, but it was fun to learn them. And, uh, but, uh, and it's, so my friend, my buddy, Scott Newbert, who's my producer produced me and Lass and, um, and Montana moon too, for me, um, uh, has, had been working pretty hard on his jazz playing. Uh, he had just, he had just been hired by, or he was at the time he was working with crystal Gale, I think. And he had to really okay. have, uh, his jazz chops up for that gig. But um, anyway, I, I, I sat down in my home studio and I put As Time Goes By down just on me and the guitar and I sent it off to him and he put some, some guitar parts on it and and uh, we just we just had fun doing it. I said, Scott, we should we should do a whole album with this stuff. And, uh, <laughs> and he said, absolutely. So we started, that's where it started. Oh, wow. Wow, wow. Well, it is a great album. I have enjoyed listening to this, and we're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, album cover and uh, the album CD face when we come back. But this is another great song uh, on the street. Where and I'm, I was familiar with almost all of these songs, almost all of these songs. Yeah. But um, on the street where you live, how did you decide to pick this out? The album. Actually, Scott pitched that one to me. He said we were, okay. we were kind of, it wasn't on the list and we had we had settled on a different some different song for that spot and he said man it's just such a great melody and uh, he said he said uh, I really think you should try learning it and I did and and I you know that melody I love what it says I can I can picture myself in that situation uh, you know kind of in love with somebody and hoping they'll walk out their front door <laughs> you know. And, uh, right. uh, anyway, but, uh, uh, that song, I, I, it came from the movie, uh, or from the play, uh, my fair lady, if I'm right, not mistaken. Right, right. And, uh, right. uh, but I just, I just, the melody is so great. Uh, so we, uh, anyway, we had fun cutting it. Yeah. Well, this is, this is a great song on the album, uh, as time goes by an American songbook. Take a listen to that. Come back and talk more with Dan McCorris today on Live from Nashville. I have often walked down this street before, but the pavement always stayed beneath my feet before. All at once am I. Several stories high Knowing I'm on the street Where you live Are there lilac trees In the heart of town Can you hear a lark 
any other part of town Does enchantment pour out of every door No, it's just on the street where you live Street where you live, Dan McCorse, and Dan. I was just thinking as as I was listening to that that uh, I grew up during a period where we had we had all of the rock and roll and the folk music, but one of the big influences in the musical scene back at that time were the uh, movies and Broadway production, and right. and so much of the popular music came from uh, from movies at the time. A lot yeah, of the stuff right. that Andy Williams was doing and uh, Sinatra and some of those guys, 
And uh, totally were they right. any kind of an influence at all on you as you were growing up? You're probably a little younger than I am. But... No, I don't know if I am or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> by the way, that song was written by that great team of Lerner and Lowe. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, those, you know, that, that stuff, you know, I mean, it was in the air, right? I mean, we, we both, I think we both grew up with it being around and, uh, and there, those songs were just a part of our, our lives back then, part of my life. And, uh, yeah. my, my grandparents and my parents listened to that stuff. And, and, um, uh, and, 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 and too, I remember, I remember getting hooked on a Perry Como song when I was about seven years old and oh yeah uh and uh some and i I noticed that it it something happened in it and i realized years later there was what's called a modular and the key changed every verse and and that caught my ear somehow (laughs) and i never forgot that but but those those songs and those arrangements and 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 swing i mean swing to me is just such a great feel i think that's why western swing is so popular you know yeah uh, yeah yeah yeah. Well, you spent. Uh, I mean, you traveled and you opened uh, with with your bands in some different places with some pretty big stars, and uh, it's kind yeah. of an interesting thing. Now, you you were not on early enough to listen to our conversation with uh, with Mickey Furman, but I think you met Mickey during the uh, Western Music Association this past year. Oh, I love Mickey. Uh, and we're going to do a show together. Great. We're going to do a Great. show together somewhere in Sierra Vista. I don't know. Or Tucson, rather, uh, coming up uh, uh, in next month. Okay. And, uh, All I'm right. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Right. It was kind of interesting because she was signed to MCA Records, and you were signed to MCA Records. And yes. uh, I don't. Was it the same time? Do you do you know? Oh, I think she's quite a bit younger than I am. <laughs> I was I was signed in. In nineteen, way back in the in the prehistoric age of nineteen seventy seven, was uh, oh, okay. when I did my album for them. Yeah. All right. So All right. hers might yeah. have been a little bit later than that, but uh, you spent twenty years in Nashville, and so how was that? How was that? Because you did a whole lot of music, and and uh, I think you, I think you told me at one time that you built studios. At one yeah, time. I. Uh, after that deal with MCA, I was living in LA, and uh, uh, I, I kept on playing. That deal kind of didn't pan out the way I hoped it would, as far as record sales and that kind of thing. And, and uh, it was a little bit disillusioning. And I ended up getting out of the the music business as a full time thing and went into construction. And but I, but so many of my friends that lived that I worked with in Colorado, great musicians that I worked with in Colorado and in LA had ended up in Nashville because they were all quality country players. And right. um, that's where you go if you're, a quality, if you're a really quality player, you know, in country music. And so so I went out to visit a couple of times, and I just fell in love with the town. And, and so my wife and I moved there, and, and um, I started right into construction. But the beautiful thing about Nashville, for me at least, was I was able to keep my finger in the music business uh, even while I was doing full-time work. So I played right. and I wrote, I played the Bluebird and I played, played a bunch of places and, and I recorded a couple albums while I was there. And for a while I was even um, hosting a little radio show every weekend down in Bell Buckle or South of Nashville. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have you been to Wouldn't Bell have been Buckle? the Bell Buckle Cafe, would it? 
Absolutely. <laughs> I know it. I know that. Yeah. yeah. Gregory yeah. Heineke, the owner down there. And, and uh, so uh, there's a, uh, I had a ball doing that. And, uh, uh, and so I would, sometimes I would bring guests down to play. And one of the guests that I brought was Irene Kelly, great songwriter. And, and uh, she brought uh, Scott Newbert with her to play guitar. Okay. And so that's, that's right. how I met Scott. And, uh, and we just hit it off and we've been, been good friends ever since. And, he has helped me so much with my with my projects. He's just a tremendous uh, musician, great producer. But anyway, so I had a great time in Nashville. But I built I built custom homes. I ended up being a pretty good home builder. I built custom homes. I did. Oh wow! Uh, I built eight recording studios. I built. Uh, I got an award uh, for the best restoration of a of a uh, of a uh, um, what am I looking for? <laughs> best restoration of a historic home. Uh, in uh, from the metropolitan county of Davidson, and uh, uh-huh. that, was, that was fun. Yeah. Oh wow! 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 Well, yeah. and I think that you, uh, I think you worked on the Cash Studio too, didn't you? I did. I, I, uh, John Carter, Johnny's son, was going to church in Hendersonville at the little at a little church where I was going to church, and uh, okay, um, and so one day. Uh, he and his wife Laura at the time, I, I think they're not, they since parted ways, but had had right. a brand new baby, and they they brought him in. They brought him in for uh, to be uh, baptized or dedicated, and I okay. happened to be leading the music that Sunday, and I had planned in my set to do an acapella verse of just one verse of Amazing Grace at the end of the set. And it was in a little little country church, pretty intimate, and. Uh, uh, and and that Sunday, because they were having the baby dedication, Johnny came and okay. was sitting down right 10 feet in front of me in the front row. And so when we got to uh, that verse, uh, everybody was standing and he was singing right at me. And I got so I got to sing with Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, uh, gosh. Well, he was pretty special. So John, anyway, John pretty- Carter uh, and I designed that Johnny. It was the Cash Cabin Studio. We designed it together. I was the contractor and built it. And um, wow, uh, it was really, really fun. Really fun. Johnny came to the job site a couple of times, and I got to you know visit with him a little bit. It was quite, quite an awesome experience for me. Well, it is pretty Great. cool. And uh, of course, Loretta Lynn recorded a lot down there, and and many, many others in that cash studio yeah. that you constructed. And so that was a pretty cool deal. Pretty cool deal. Yeah. 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 I want to get to another song from as time goes by an American song book. This is pick yourself up. We're going to listen to that and come back and talk more with Dan McCorson today on live from Nashville. I have found For when my chin is on the ground I pick myself up I dust myself off And start all over again Don't lose your confidence If you slip Be grateful for a pleasant trip 
Just pick yourself up, dust yourself off, start all over again. Work like a soul inspired till the battle of the day is won. You may be sick and tired, but you'll be a man, my son. Will you remember the famous men who had to fall to rise again? They picked themselves up, they dust themselves off, they started all over again. Scott, 
that's that's yep. in there. And so, did you design this, or did she design this? Who designed this? Oh no, Nancy did. Oh, Nancy, Nancy Hagen is. I mean, she's just a. In my my opinion, she's just a tremendous uh, graphic artist. That was her career all her life. She's retired now, but uh, uh, she just does great work. And she took the photos at, uh, at the session that day and uh, put all this together. So we had. Well, she uh, did had, a great job. Yeah, yeah, she's she's really good. She did my artwork for uh, me and Les, and for Montana Moon. Uh, she well, I think she's done all my albums <laughs> except for the MCA record back in '77. Oh so, gosh! Yeah. Now, and speaking of uh, of albums back in the day, I think you have a an album that's being remastered or has been remastered. Is that right? Yeah, the uh, that album that I that I cut in '77 with. Uh, Chris Hillman produced it. Chris was, uh, you know, in the birds and the flying burrito brothers. Mm-hmm. And, and some people say he was the, he's the architect of, of folk rock. And, and, uh, and really he had such a tremendously huge influence in that world, really kind of helped create that whole genre. Um, but, uh, I was, I was working around in Boulder, Colorado, living and working in Boulder and, playing in bands that that band the dusters we had i had left the band and was working solo and one day uh i got a phone call out of the blue from chris and i was my jaw went to the floor i was pretty flabbergasted never expected to hear from him hadn't met him and he invited me up to his house we visited then a couple months later i was signed to mca records wow so he wow. he set the whole thing up for me it was just awesome and then when we cut the album he brought in um, all of Emmylou Harris's backup band to back me up, and plus uh, a couple other people, uh, Bernie Ledden from the Eagles, and uh, kind of Joe Alla, a tremendous percussionist, um, but and and By- uh, Byron Berline on on fiddle. It was uh, it was just a tremendous lineup of players. I've seen that album offered uh, on eBay for. Pretty big money, not because of me, but because of the people that are on there. <laughs> kind of a kind of a cult album. Yeah. Oh gosh, that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, let's get to another yeah. song, and this is this is one called "Girl from the North Country." So, how did this one come about? You know, um, I love that song, Bob Dylan song, and uh, uh, I had these I had these two. Two fellows that are my were my executive producers uh, on this. They they were fans of mine here in Arizona, and they heard my heard me talking about wanting to do an album of standards, and they said, "Man, we'll we'll back it." You know, so they put up the money for the project. Well, one of oh, the that's guys, great. yeah, it was really tremendous. Uh, one of the guys, Jim Colley, uh, his wife Peggy. Whenever they would come to see me play, she'd always ask me to do "Girl from the North Country." So I thought just kind of as, uh, as a uh, thank you to, to Jim and Peggy uh, and to Robo, too, I'd put that, put that try to figure out a way to do that song that would fit. And I started, I had learned years ago, I had learned how to play an instrumental by Larry Carlton, uh, an instrumental of the Lord's Prayer uh, on guitar that uh, took me forever to learn how to really play it like he did. Wow. Uh, and I, I probably never really mastered it, but I, I came close. But um, it had some voicings on the guitar that I thought maybe I could use those voicings and as a background for uh, for this song. 
And I started, anyway, I kind of laid it down and showed it to, sent it off to Scott. And he said, yeah, man, we can do that. So, so that's what we did. And when we cut the album, after all the musicians had left, I just went in the, the room by myself and, and laid it down right there, solo, live, straight up. Wow. 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 Yeah. Well, this is a beautiful song. It's a great song from the album, As Time Goes By, at American Songbook. We'll be back in just a moment on Live from Nashville. That's the way I remember her best. So if you're going to the North Country Fair, where the wind is heavy on the borderline, was a true love of 
Mr. Dan McCorson, and whether it is Western music like Me and Les, or whether it's a jazz album like As Time Goes By, an American songbook, it needs to be in your collection. And Dan, it has been so much fun visiting with you today. Oh, same here, Gary. I really appreciate you having me on. Well, for folks that want to buy the music, how can they do that, and how can they follow where you'll be performing? Well, they can go to my website, uh, com, and uh, they, you know, it's uh, the album is for sale there. It's and uh, I've had trouble setting it up for downloads for some reason, but uh, wow. I need to work on that again. <laughs> but uh, you can All buy right. physical copies of the album, and also um, it's avail- You can listen to it on Spotify and Pandora and all those places, you know. So uh, okay. I, I don't mind directing people that way at all. All right. All right. So all of his albums are great. And if you get, as uh, time goes by, an American songbook, you'll actually get to see a picture of this cute kid on the the (laughs) CD face. So you don't want to miss that. Well, Dan, it has been great having you with us, and we look forward to having you back again. We look forward to getting more music from you in the future and having you as a guest as well on one of our shows. So we're going to close this without seeing you. Well, you are very, very welcome. And uh, we're going to have to come out and visit Arizona, too, as well. Did you guys get any rain? Oh, we've been having a lot, actually, the last couple of weeks. It's been wonderful. Boy, it was so dry for a while. We sure need it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, some people have been getting too much out that way. I think it was Nevada and, and uh, California have just had some terrible floods. So we're glad you're okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, we're, we're hope to see you in Nashville, and maybe we can catch you out in Arizona sometime in the future. But you have been a great guest, right. so we thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Gary. All right. All right. We're going to be listening to I'll Be Seeing You. It's Dan McCorson. It's from the album... The As Time Goes By, an American Songbook. We'll be back in just a moment on Live from Nashville. I'll be seeing you In all the old familiar places that this heart of mine embraces all day through in that small cafe the park across the way the children's carousel the chestnut tree the wishing be seeing you in every lovely summer's day in everything that's bright and gay I'll always think of you that way I'll find you in the morning sun and when the night is Looking at the moon 
Dan McCorson, a great way to end that segment of the show, I'll Be Seeing You. And it's from the album, As Time Goes By, An American Songbook. And unfortunately, I did not ask Dan about his album release party. But he is having one in Arizona on Valentine's Day, April, uh, February the 14th. So that would be next Wednesday. If you visit him on social media, Dan McCorson Music on Facebook or his website, danmccorsonmusic.com, I'm sure you can find out about that and uh, go by for the album release party that he's having. But it was great to have Dan on the show today. Always enjoy talking with him. And then 
Mickey Furman, uh, such a good friend and uh, such a talented, talented performer and lady. Great to have her on the show with us today. So we want to remind you to join us on Thursdays for the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. And uh, you can listen to those shows live on our website at equestrianlegacy.net. And then always, anytime, both uh, for live from Nashville, the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America. You can listen on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most streaming platforms. Just search for Equestrian Legacy Radio. Well, I woke up this morning to sad news, and that was the passing of country music entertainer, Mr. Kobe Keith, who passed away at the age of 62 from stomach cancer. So our thoughts and prayers are with his family, with his friends, and his fans. And we're going to close the show today with a great song for Mr. Toby Keith, one that he wrote recently. It's one called Don't Let the Old Man In. So we'll close with that song today, and please remember Toby and his family in your prayers. Don't let the old man in. I won't live me some more. Can't leave it up to him. He's knocking on my door. And I knew all of my life that someday it would end. Get up and go outside Don't let the old man in Many months I have lived My body's weathered and worn Ask yourself how would you be Try to love on your wife And stay close to your friends Toast each sun down with wine Don't let the old man
Om